0: Be sure to visit Aaron on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share your favorite episodes, which are now available on all podcast platforms, including the Charisma Podcast Network. And consider becoming a financial partner by supporting this ministry. Visit AaronRios.com for more details. Our world is desperately in need of hope. Look, we watch all sorts of movies to try to get inspired. We look to athletes, we look to musicians, we look to other pastors, we look to somebody that can deposit hope in our spirits. But I wanna tell you that the hope that we need, the hope of this world is the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Press On with your host, Aaron Rios. We pray you are enriched, encouraged, and inspired to run the race and to press on towards the cause of Christ. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Press On. I'm your host, Aaron Rios. I'm so grateful to be with you once again. And today I want to talk to you about the power of God. Are you hungry for the power of God? Are you desperate? I think the condition of today's churches requires the power of God. Never before have I in my lifetime seen so many people that are bound, that are hurting, that are broken. And I want to tell you that no church growth track is going to meet the need of people. People need the power of God. If there is a growth track, then I pray that that track leads to the feet of Jesus. We need a genuine demonstration of the power of God. It's a conviction of my heart that no longer Will testimonies of yesterday suffice? I'm grateful for the testimonies. I love to reflect on testimonies. In fact, the word of God says we overcome by the blood of Jesus and by the power of the testimony. That is what Jesus does in us and through us. But I wanna see God move again. How about you? I'm gonna be looking at Ephesians 2, verses 18 through 23. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You know, I pray that God will indeed do what this word tells us, that God would open your eyes even right now to truly know the breadth, the length, the depth, the height of God's love and all that he has prepared for you. You know, as I look at the letters that Paul writes, he begins his letters with a prescription and a declaration of a blessing. You know, and Paul was writing that more than merely a courtesy in his writing, but he was writing these blessings as an actual impartation. So if you back up in the first chapter of Ephesians, I just wanna recite that blessing over you before we begin this message. Because that's how paul wrote it a blessing before the message and he says in verse two of chapter one grace to you and peace from god our father and the lord jesus christ and then a blessing to the lord blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places you know before i dig into this let me, let me pray for you real quick father I pray for every listener right now. I pray, oh God, that even as we begin to speak this message, even as this message is shared, that they would begin to sense your genuine presence, your genuine peace, your genuine love. God, empower your church, empower your people. they need, I need, we need a dose of not merely your power, but your very presence. And I thank you that it's available to us today through Christ in the mighty matchless name of Jesus, we ask this, amen. Listen, my motivation is to convey that there is tremendous power and authority available to every believer. In fact, God has already bestowed this on the church because God wants to move his people. He wants to move you to a place of victory. He wants you to be an overcomer. Do you believe that? And God's word clearly demonstrates that the same power that was at work in creation the same holy spirit that raised christ from the dead that's the same power at work today and the power that resides in you well god wants that power to get on the outside god wants his church to realize that it has already been raised up to a place of power and authority in other words we're not pleading or begging with god to cause a victory to happen we're not begging or pleading with God to cause healing to happen. We're not begging or pleading with God to cause deliverance to happen. It's already taken place. We need to rise to the occasion and lay hold of the victories that have already been won through Christ. God wants his church to realize that god has placed his church in a position of power and authority and our lives should demonstrate that power so let me ask you are you tired of feeling like a weak limp powerless christian are you tired of feeling victimized by your emotions and the news and the world around you do you feel lost do you feel ineffective i want to declare over you today the mindset of defeat breaks. Could you say that? Defeat breaks. Defeat, you break in Jesus' name. Well, as I mentioned, Ephesians 1.1 begins with Paul admonishing the saints. He's admonishing the saints so that they can pursue a deeper level with God. That's what one seventeen says. He, he says in one seventeen that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you Uh, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Paul's prescribing that, why? Because the church is lacking that. The believers are lacking that. Without the revelation of wisdom, without the spirit of revelation, they will not rise to the maturity and they will not rise to all that Christ has brought them into. When Paul writes this letter to affirm this church in Ephesus, we gotta keep in mind that Ephesus was the hub for paganism and the occult, okay? Believers were facing spiritual warfare and standing for the gospel was quite difficult. And you know what? I think I can relate just like many of you can. It seems difficult to stand in these challenging, wicked times. And I think the church in the United States could learn a lot from the church in Ephesus. You know john reflects on the church in ephesus in the book of revelation and the church is complimented um, for their discernment but they're also reprimanded for forsaking their first love trying to stand in a wicked nation trying to stay on fire in a time of wickedness and paganism and confusion so as we continue to reflect on ephesians what paul is communicating to the church is Despite the fact that we were once on our way to hell without any hope of redemption, God intervened. God was merciful. God saved us. And rather than rewarding us with judgment, he has blessed us with power and authority. I wanna tell you today, you are no longer a victim of sin. Here's what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, and then again, verses 8 and 9. I wanna reflect on a couple of these. He says, all of us, Also lived among them at one time, fulfilling the cravings of our flesh and indulging its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature children of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our trespasses. It is by grace you have been saved. Hold on to that. Verses eight and nine again, he says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself it is a gift of god first peter affirms this uh, chapter 1 verses 3 through 5 he says seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence for by these he has granted us his precious and magnificent promises look at that Precious and magnificent promise, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now, for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence and in your moral excellence, knowledge. Look, through God's Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ Jesus, you have the power and are a partaker of God's divine nature and you have the power to escape the worldly lust, not on your own, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say, I have been given, you need to speak that to yourself. I have been given power. I have been given power. Look at that thing that's been afflicting you. Sickness, I have authority over you. Oppression, I have authority over you. Depression, anxiety, fear, torment. I have authority over you. I am a partaker of the divine nature of God, and I have been given a way out to escape. Oh, hallelujah. So let's talk about this great power. What is the power of God? Well, access, first of all, let me start there. It comes through faith in Christ and faith in his promises. Let me ask you, do you believe God's promises if you don't if you can't if you can genuinely say you know I I would like to believe I'm like doubting Thomas you know I believe but help my unbelief I I believe it's out there I just don't believe it's for me or I believe it I'm just not experiencing it I am not experiencing victory I'm not experiencing overcoming. Let's pause right now and say, I believe in God's word. Holy Spirit, just lay your hand on your belly right now. The word of God says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Just lay your hands on your belly and say, God, help me to believe. Give me faith to believe your word. Hallelujah, that I am an overcomer, and that I have been given a divine power and that I'm a partaker in the divine nature and I can escape the temptations of this world. The enemy doesn't have hold over me. So it comes by faith in the promises of god jesus christ is the power of god now the holy spirit who is the spirit of jesus is the power of god so what's the power of god jesus is the power of god his spirit is the power of god and according to john chapter one his word is power in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god the word was made flesh so god's word is jesus the holy spirit that resides in you and the word and his power his divine nature resides within the hearts and the lives of all believers now we'll get to the reason why many are not walking in that divine power verses 18 and 19 say i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of his glory uh, this glorious inheritance it's in the saints what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe he wants us to know the hope he wants us to know the riches of his glory and the surpassing greatness of his power in other words you have hope there is riches and there is a glorious inheritance and you have surpassing power now hebrews six eighteen and 19 tells us thus by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for god to lie We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be strongly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, our forerunner, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Jesus is our hope. When the world seems unstable, I want to ask you, what's the source of your hope? What do you trust in that will make your circumstances better? Are you waiting perhaps on a promotion? Are you waiting for somebody to change? Are you waiting for your life to change? Are you waiting to become a certain age? Are you waiting for something externally and then you believe when that external thing happens, life will get better? I wanna tell you that it'll never arrive. If you're not looking to Jesus as your source of hope, then you will not experience true genuine hope jesus wants to be the one you look to he wants to be your refuge your stronghold he brings hope and security first corinthians 1 22 through 24 says for indeed jews ask for a sign and greeks search for wisdom but we preach christ crucified to the jews a stumbling block to the gentiles foolishness but to those who are called both the jews and the greeks christ the power of god And the wisdom of god romans 5 5 follows up and it says and hope does not put us to shame because god's love has been poured out into our hearts through the holy spirit who god has given to us what what am i trying to communicate to you today our world is desperately in need of hope Look, we watch all sorts of movies to try to get inspired. We look to athletes. We look to musicians. We look to other pastors. We look to somebody that can deposit hope in our spirits. But I want to tell you that the hope that we need, the hope of this world is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the hope. Who do you hope in? What do you hope in? The power of God is demonstrated through the hopeful Oh, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope, the hope today. First attribute of the power of God is hope. That's the first place that you need a genuine encounter. What's the point if there's signs and wonders in the miraculous, but you still go home hopeless? Today, I wanna pray that God meets you by the power of his spirit and that there will be a stirring of hope deep within you hoping that the circumstances that you're facing today, oh, they're not the end of your story. Any area of your life that seems hopeless, anywhere that you feel like you're running up against a brick wall and you don't know a way out, if you feel like addiction has a hold of your life, if you feel like mental illness is going to be your verdict for the rest of your life, if you feel like you're going to live under the weight of this uh, 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 depression, if you feel like you're going to spend the rest of your days alone, feeling hopeless. Well, listen, that's no future. And Jesus Christ has come to give you hope and life and a future. I'm going to pray for you now. And as I pray for you, I know that God's spirit is going to begin to brood and stir over you and that the walls of hopelessness are going to come crumbling down. Would you begin to worship God right where you are? I don't care what you're doing. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. If you're at work, keep it down. But I want to pray for For you, and I want you to begin to worship God right now. And I want you to say, God, even though I don't feel it, even though I don't see it, even though I don't sense it, you are my hope because I have given my life over to you. I am a child of the living God. And I thank you, oh God, that the first enactment of power is an invasion of hope. Would you invite that hope in right now? Jesus, fill me with hope. And Lord, as your people are listening, Lord, and as they are beginning to worship you right now, Lord, and as they are beginning to invite invite your Holy Spirit to birth and make the hope that is within them alive. God, I do pray in accordance with this word that the eyes of their hearts may be enlightened, that they may recognize the hope that you bring. What does the hope testify to? It testifies that Jesus is coming. It testifies that your word is true and I have been saved and healed and delivered. It testifies that the enemy no longer has a strong hold in my life. He no longer, he is violating. If he's in the life of a believer, that he no longer has legal grounds to continue to occupy and that my mind is released. God, I declare healing over your people. I declare freedom over your people to every listener right now experience hope i just breathe the pneuma hope in you right now that comes from the spirit of god be filled with the spirit of hope that is a byproduct of the spirit of the living god there is hope today i used to tell myself this when i was a young man what is right now will not always be what is right now it won't always be in other words if i'm facing hardship right now it's temporary there's hope today And it's found in Jesus. I pray you'll be blessed. I pray you will walk hopeful. Join me next time for another episode of Press On with Aaron Rios. We're going to continue digging into this topic, the power of God. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. If today's message encouraged you to continue running the race, we invite you to share this message with others. Until next time, keep pressing on.